Hey guys, Freddie Wills here from freddywills.com, back for another podcast this week. Uh, we're calling it week five, and everyone's calling it week six for college football. I think it's just easier because uh, the NFL's in week five, and, and week one for college football was like limited game. So I'm just going to call it week five uh, for moving forward. Yes, I know that you know they played those college games the week before, but uh, to make it easy on everybody, I'm, I'm calling this week five. Let's recap uh, where we are on the season and what we did this past week, uh, again, as you guys know, I always like to be transparent with my records. So let's 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 start there. On the season, we're at plus eleven point eight four percent return on investment. This past week was a big week, uh, thanks to the NFL, plus eight point six eight percent. In college football, unfortunately, uh, another losing week, uh, minus one point two percent. Uh, this past week, after a three and three week, which which easily could have been four and two, which we'll get to in in, in a short while here. Uh, NFL has been saving my ass here. Uh, there's no way around it. Uh, the past three weeks, we're up twenty four point four percent on NFL picks. Uh, we've been really killing it uh, in the NFL for a while now. Uh, so again, I, I have some packages up there. College is reduced. NFL is reduced. But my NFL and college package, which averages a yearly return on investment, c- combining the two of 27%. That's on average. Uh, and I've profited eight out of my 11 years is uh, reduced now. You can get it for uh, $399 guaranteed, you know, or next season is free. So make sure you check that out. I also have this week's package up $75 for uh the week this week's picks uh you you usually get eight or more picks last week we had uh i think 11 and uh so looking for more of the same so make sure you check that out at freddywills.com and if you're not into buying picks uh which i totally get and can understand uh you can subscribe to my premium pick newsletter it's two one and one on the season and this past week we gave out uh west virginia on the money line as a dog uh who pulled the outright upset. So that was a nice winner. And we are on a 33 and 22 all sports pick run the last 55 and just under 55% picks over my last 101 uh, NFL picks in October. So make sure you check all of that out. That's dating back to 2014 and, uh, you know, that's just in the month of October. September is typically always one of my better months, but uh, since 2014, I've been doing really good in the NFL. Uh, 101 and 68 over my last 169 NFL picks. Uh, so it's been really good uh, two two seasons in a row, and then and we're off to a great start this season, uh, which is exciting. I'm really jacked up about NFL, but this is a college football betting podcast, so I'll, I'll try to focus there. And uh, before we get into a recap of, of the plays last week. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, or or uh, give it a like on YouTube. Start in YouTube. You can get that on my homepage. Um, or just you know go to, over to YouTube and type in Freddie Wills, and you should be able to find it very easily. Um, but uh, you know, thanks for listening to this podcast, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go over all the picks from last week. Uh, last week and later in the week, we will have a, a free pick video along with uh, my money report, which we did last Friday. We'll have that again. Last week, we gave out Iowa State plus seven, an outright winner. So hopefully, uh, we continue with those as our, our free picks have been, um, 
you know, you want 60% winners. You're going to have some, some losing streaks for sure. Uh, we, we've been doing really well with our free picks, 73 and 53 over our last 126. Uh, so that's really, you know, 49 and 35 over our last 84 college football. And those trends are up over at freddywills.com. Again, I release all my picks the minute the game starts. So you can track that on Twitter. You can track it on my website, freddywills.com backslash records. As soon as the game starts, the game starts at 12, 12.01 in my records table. My, my pick is there. So um, I do that for integrity issues because uh, there's, you know, obviously a lot of people don't trust handicappers. And uh, honestly, I don't blame them because, uh, you know, I like to look at my competition. Uh, and, and there are a lot of guys out there that are, you know, very honest loyal guys but there, there are people out there that it, it seems a little weird some of the stuff that they either post or their records that they post or uh you just go to their website you can't find their records uh i always wanted it to be the opposite of that and um you know i want to be fully transparent and i apologize if i talk about this on every podcast but it's freaking important uh with a click of a button you can export all my records again i don't see any handicappers that are doing that you can go back to 2009 when i started doing this uh, so sorry that I'm on a long-winded uh, rant here to start the podcast, but uh, you know I always report when I report when I'm losing versus winning. Of course, it's like nicer to report when you you win versus lose. Uh, but anyways, let's go over to the plays. Uh, last Friday, I gave out a play we probably never should have, as we were on Louisiana Tech plus 24 and a half. Uh, we did buy at the right time as the line went back down to 24, 23 and a half before kickoff. So I, I felt good about that, uh, but. Uh, you know, turnovers were a big reason why Louisiana Tech did not cover uh, this game against BYU. They were minus two in the game. Uh, and before the start of Saturday, um, we were minus 20 turnover margin in the past two weeks of our college football picks. And we hadn't had a single game <laughs> where we were plus turnover margin. Uh, so thankfully that did change on Saturday late. Uh, very thankful for that. I know that that's not always going to be the, the, the case, uh, you know, but considering where we are in college football season right now and considering the bad luck we've had, um, I'm super excited about this season and the rest of the season. Uh, let's talk more about this game. BYU was, you know, plus 200 yards in this one, uh, they only, but only first down Louisiana Tech 26 to 18, yet they go on to win 45 to 14, covering their spread by six and a half points. BYU now number one in success rate margin in the country. They rank first with a 55% success rate on offense and they're third on defense. Uh, but their games have been against, let's 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 call it what it is, uh, Troy and Louisiana Tech. I, I think still the verdict is out on Louisiana Tech and Troy, but uh, they also, you know, dominated a, a bad Navy team. Um, so... What do we know about BYU? I, I don't know, but they're going to start getting some crazy spreads. Uh, you have to pay a premium to back BYU, and, and we are seeing it this week as they're a 35-point favorite to Texas San Antonio at home. Uh, possibly a, a, a little bit of a look-ahead spot if you want to really uh, talk about it because this is probably like the only game left on their schedule that could be a challenge, and that's Houston on the 16th. Uh, which should be a very competitive game. Houston still hasn't played uh, yet this season. They're they're going to open up their season tomorrow night, Thursday. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see Houston because 
you know, I, I wanted to back them against Baylor earlier this year, and that game got canceled. So they've had three games canceled. They've been practicing, uh, haven't had any breaks with practicing. Um, they they got to be itching to get on the field. So uh, definitely leaning towards Houston this Thursday against Tulane. Uh, you know, for Louisiana Tech, they, they come out, come down out of elevation, and they're a 14.5-point favorite against UTEP. You know, I, I'm not interested in backing this team as a favorite. I'll look to back Louisiana Tech as an underdog, uh, possibly as early as next week against Marshall. Uh, on to Saturday, where we went 3-2. and two. Uh, One of the big losses, we, honestly, we should have been 4-1. Um, we had a loser on our teaser leg, one, which, which uh, you know, I, I always hate that. Because then we go into the night game, um, and, and the second part of our, our teaser was uh, we had Georgia in the Auburn game, and you know I was excited for that because uh, you know I I felt really good about getting Georgia basically out of pick 'em in, in that game after you know watching the previous week Auburn versus Kentucky, uh, but the first leg here consisted of Kentucky, uh, and. Um, you know, it wasn't pretty again. Um, we did win on Sunday in our NFL teaser, so we we still have been profitable on our teasers, 102 and 72 over our last 174 sports teasers, plus 76.8 percent return on investment. If you only played my teasers, um, and that date back that dates back to 2012. You know, I again, I don't know how many other handicappers with a click of a button give you access to records like that. And um, if you want to go back to 2009, I mean, I, I have a formula an algorithm on my home homepage that that puts together these um, trends and, and trends are nice to hot streaks are nice to show to you guys. Um, you can I mean, back you're, we're dating back to 2012. And we're talking about 174 picks. So it is not a small sample size. But again, if you want to go click of a button, uh, if you know how to use Excel, you can uh, put a filter in um, filter teasers and you can see all my teasers even going back to the days where I did basketball college basketball you know I, I stopped doing those other sports uh not because I wasn't good at them I you know I had um I thought that the the market got a lot sharper and you know I really just wanted to focus on football um I did have profitable seasons and award-winning seasons over on the sports capping network for for all sports, baseball, basketball, college basketball. So uh, I just kind of stopped doing that. I really want to focus on football. Again, that's another differentiator between myself and some other handicappers out there uh, who focus on all sports, which, you know, obviously, as you know, all sports are going on right now, and I'm solely focused on football. Uh, So Kentucky, once again, for the second week in a row, should have covered, but, um, you know, they didn't. (laughs) And, uh, you know... Watching that game was very frustra- frustrating. We only needed them to win the game uh, in the teaser. A missed extra point in OT cost them the game. Uh, they were 15-1 and their last 16 times. They rushed for 195 yards or more. They rushed for 408 yards in this game. And for the second week in a row, they were plus in yardage but lost the game and did not cover the spread. They were plus 100 yards here. Uh, but they had a key turnover on the goal line after a player – celebrated prematurely going into the end zone, threw up the, the peace sign. Ooh, look at me. I'm, I'm fucking fast. And then the guy comes behind and tackles him at around the four yard line. Um, I really hate when players do that. It's just not a team move. Like I expect more. And, you know, I want to back Kentucky again this week cause they're a small favorite, but I, I can't after back to back weeks. And, you know, you guys want to go bet them because as soon as I come off them, I know they're going to cover this week. Uh, 
you know, they fumbled on the goal line on on a couple plays later. Um, they did the same thing against Auburn uh, before the half. Uh, so those are two plays that had a hugely negative impact on my bankroll and my client's bankroll. Uh, that's minus six point six percent right there. That's honestly the difference between um, us having a profitable college football season and a negative, just because Kentucky fumbled on the goal line twice in back to back games. Um, you know, because we were minus 6.6% on those two plays, and we should have been plus 6%. A differential of 12.6%. We'd be up over 20 units on the season in college and football pro uh, combined. So right now, Kentucky's on my shit list uh, because... And it's it's really it's not even so much that they fumbled on the goal line. I get that can happen, and I you know I, I'm not I'm not stupid. I watched the game. I, I saw what Ole Miss did on offense, and they were stopped on the goal line by Kentucky. So you you want to say oh all right that, that flip, but they lost the, they kicked an extra point, missed an extra point in overtime. I mean I just I just don't think I can play Kentucky for a while. And again I I think that they they probably do win this week. Um, they just don't have a pass rush. Their secondary isn't very good. And honestly, they don't deserve my attention this week. Ole Miss, a 24-point dog uh, at home to Alabama. Uh, I know there's some crazy weather in that game. We'll talk about that later at the end of the podcast because Alabama has a major look-ahead uh, little teaser there. Alabama, uh, we'll talk about some look-aheads uh, in some, some games this week. Uh, so we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, Lane Kiffin gets to face his old team this week at home. I'm pretty sure they should be able to put up some points, or maybe not, because that total has dropped eight points. I'll tell you why later in this podcast. Uh, so the second leg of my teaser, talked about briefly, Georgia, uh, and they flat-out dominated Auburn in this one. I, I felt they should. Honestly, it was one of the those situations. I, I, I should not have played Kentucky and just played Georgia and not given out a teaser. I, I, I like to wait in college football to give out teasers to, like, the fourth or fifth week because I just think there's there's less variance once we know a little bit more about the teams. But, you know, I, I kind of should have known better because that was week two for the SEC. While it was week, you know, four or week five, whatever the hell you want to call it for college football, it was it was week two for the SEC. So we were going to see variance. I still felt like I was – maybe this is just me being stubborn. I still felt like we were on the right side for, you know, things we mentioned earlier. Um, with Kentucky, but listen, uh, Georgia dominated this game, uh, and uh, Bennett at quarterback uh, that uh, made Stetson Bennett, I think is his name, uh, made the start for Georgia, and and they played a lot faster than they typically do, mainly because he knows the offense. So you know, I expect Georgia to be able to put up some point as long points as long as he's in there, um, because they've picked up the pace uh, compared to previous seasons where they're more conservative. Uh, Georgia in what, you know, many people are going to call a monster sandwich spot this week. I, I don't know what kind of sandwich you want to call it, but with uh, a hot Tennessee team coming in, uh, the line plus 14 at open down to 11 and a half at Pinnacle, who takes a lot of money. Uh, honestly, I'm not so sure this isn't to try to set some money up on the other side. Um, you know, and we'll get to Tennessee next, but uh, yeah, a, a supposed Georgia look-ahead spot, and I'll talk more about that in my look-ahead section here. And we don't want to get through a couple more games uh, that we bet on here. Uh, you know, I had Missouri plus 13 against Tennessee. Uh, Missouri minus one turnover margin did not help. Our handicap, was, again, was based off of Missouri's quarterback, Sean Robinson, playing, but he, he was, I guess, benched, and, and the replacement didn't look good. Uh, Tennessee played well, so I got to give them credit. Guarantano, the quarterback, was extremely impressive with some of his throws. 
that weren't there the week before against South Carolina. He missing open guys on third down. They were I think they were one for twelve on third down against South Carolina, and I think they went over 50% in this game, and Gorantano was just throwing dimes out there. Now, whether that continues this week when he goes on to play Georgia, better defense, I don't think so, uh, especially on road. I, I would be – I'm going to have to, in my handicap, look into his uh, home and away splits because you know he was not good at South Carolina, got to go back home, play Missouri, and um, looked great. And now he's going back on the run at Georgia, top three defense. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, Georgia you know, obviously has a couple of elite receivers. So you have to think that they can uh, exploit Tennessee's secondary, which is the weakness of that defense so far at least. Um, and and I, as I mentioned, I, I don't think Guarantano can play two clean games in a row. Uh, so leaning towards Georgia in that one, and you know, obviously they have Alabama on deck. So is that – you know, a game that I'm going to stay off of because of that, I, I don't think so. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that here shortly. Um, take a break here. Make sure you guys subscribe to my weekly premium newsletter. It uh, Over 11% profit over the last three years. I'm giving out in one email, one per week, no spam, one premium play that clients pay for. So you get that in addition to my free pick video on Fridays. Or, or if you just subscribe on the website to get free pick alerts, you can get it by text message or email. Uh, so, you know, two two picks for me each week without paying a, a dime just for listening to this podcast. So make sure you guys enjoy that. This past week we gave out West Virginia plus 120 on the money line. Despite four turnovers, they were able to pull this one off in overtime. Um, and, you know, I'm sitting there early, and, and this is after being minus 20 turnover margin the past two weeks in college football after Friday night. And we just get West Virginia that plays a, a terrible uh, game. Turn, turns the ball over four times. Mind you, all four of those turnovers came in Baylor territory. So, uh, you know, th- that was terrible. Um, but Baylor couldn't do anything with it. Uh, so we were we were lucky that West Virginia took a seven-point lead and then um, Baylor came down and scored. Uh, but they, they, they lost in overtime. Uh, so we're now two one and one this season on our premium pick newsletter. Uh, so uh, n- neither team plays this week. West Virginia doesn't play, uh, and neither does Baylor. So uh, nothing really to look ahead to at this point. On to the night games where my turnover luck improved. As Arkansas, Arkansas was a plus three turnover margin uh, and plus seventeen. Uh, easy cover, an outright upset of Mississippi State who just beat down LSU. Mississippi State probably playing with too much confidence. And Arkansas, which has been a doormat the past three years in the SEC play, probably did not get much respect. I like this Arkansas coaching staff. They switched things up on Mike Leach's offense and played zone, which really impacted this game. Uh, Things don't get easier for Arkansas, though, as they do play in the SEC. Um, They head on to the road to face Auburn as a 14-point dog. Auburn's got to be pretty pissed off, uh, ready to maybe take it out on Arkansas. No lean near. Um, I I think that spread is pretty spot on. Um, It's crazy, though, because it does suggest that Mississippi State would be minus three on a neutral against Auburn or minus six at home, uh, which I still think Auburn's a better team than Mississippi State. Um, I'm not going to buy into all the Mike Leach hype, uh, although he's entertaining. He's a good follow on Twitter. Um, I retweet some of his stuff. Sometimes it's it's pretty funny. Iowa State, 
uh, last play that we, we gave out to clients, uh, they were even in turnover. So we were plus three on the night in turnover margin in the two games, uh, and it, it gave us a winning Saturday. Uh, we mentioned in our last podcast YouTube video this was going to be a down year for Oklahoma with an inexperienced quarterback behind an offensive line that's not as good and a defense that is – Let's let's be honest. They're they're not good every year. This, this, oh, they're gonna be better, and they were slightly better last year, but they were still a bad defense. It's really a shame. Um, Oklahoma now a one and a half point favorite this week against Texas in the Red River rivalry. Uh, this is a small spread I can remember in uh, maybe a decade. I I don't see what either of these teams have to play for after Texas just got by TC got beat by. TCU as they fumbled by uh, on the goal line. I mean, Oklahoma definitely with two losses out of the playoff picture. So you wonder if this team with a young quarterback just starts looking at next year. Uh, I mean, are the players as excited? Are you going to start seeing opt-outs? There's all these question marks going through my head here with Oklahoma. And again, I mentioned it on the podcast, and I mentioned this with Kansas State last year after Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. They went 1-4 against the spread the rest of the way. And Kansas State, who beat Oklahoma, gained confidence. And they went 3-1 and one against the spread down the stretch. Uh, what happened this past week? Oklahoma didn't cover. They lost outright. Kansas State covered one by double digits. So uh, you want to keep uh, playing that. I mean, you could... If you want... I mean, it's, it's a small sample, but I think there's something to all of that that I just said. Um, and I, you know, I typically do play... Uh, Texas in this game, but with this smaller spread, this is the smallest spread we've seen in a while. You know, I might be passing this year. Definitely need to dig uh, because, you know, Tom Herman as an underdog has always done well, uh, even though it doesn't feel like he's an underdog here. Um, Some other games that I did, you know, I didn't give out that I think are worth mentioning Virginia Tech versus Duke. Uh, uh, You know, Virginia Tech just squeaks out Duke. Uh, Tech. Squeak by here, and it's you know it's worth noting that Virginia traveled without a defensive coordinator. Uh, I think they had uh, five or six guys out from the secondary that didn't travel due to COVID, which allowed Duke to put out, oh, up over 400 yards of offense. Uh, they Duke only turned the ball over once. They were actually plus two in turnover margin. This was after 12 turnovers in ba- uh, you know the la- their past two games combined. Uh, so. And they still lost this game, though. Um, you know, I recall Virginia Tech without starters due to COVID dominate NC State, a team that just shocked Pitt on the road as a 14-point dog. So I think this Virginia Tech team could be sneaky good this year. They didn't even start Herndon Hooker. Uh, so I think that we might be getting a little value here with Virginia Tech, uh, who I think should be probably about a three-point dog at North Carolina. They're a five-point dog. Um, I think that uh, Virginia Tech didn't show – all their cards this past week against, I mean, they were playing Duke, um, even though they were playing without starters. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I, th- I think we got some line value here on Virginia Tech for the reasons I mentioned. And then Navy Air Force, I, you know, I'm really kicking myself for not playing Air Force plus seven. All I heard all week was that Air Force had 40 players opt out and they weren't allowed back. Meanwhile, I knew Air Force had eight weeks to prepare for this game. They had, they have, you know, typically 125, 150 players typically in their program. So losing 40 players, yes, that's a lot. But, I mean, these players, I, I hate saying that they're replaceable. It's like a system the Air Force runs up there, all these service academies do, where they could just replace players. And who better to face in your first game with those opt-outs than Navy, a team you play every year, a team that runs a similar offensive style that you do. So, um, and, and Navy is going to be down this year. They have quarterback issues. 
Um, you know, look, they'll be playing Temple this week at home as a three and a half point dog. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know what we know about Temple at this point because it's for their first game, I believe. And um, so I, I, I just worth mentioning that, um, you know, when a team hasn't played and they're playing a team that has played, it's not as big of an advantage. You could argue it's an advantage for the team not playing because they have film on the other team. And that was definitely the case here. And the Navy head coach even, I'm not even going to attempt to try to say his name because I'm I'm terrible at that thing, uh, <laughs> pronouncing names. But, uh, I mean, he even complained to the media. And, and stop whining. I'm sorry. You're a head coach out in, you know, service academy. Don't complain and make excuses. Um, you know, he was complaining that Air Force, you know, didn't have a game. They had eight weeks to prepare. Just be grateful and thankful that you're playing. Uh, that's my opinion on it, but whatever. I'm, I, moving on here. Possible games this week with look-ahead spots. Uh, Louisville plays Notre Dame next week, but this Friday they don't have to – they have to go on the road to play a, a sneaky Georgia Tech team as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, which is down to four-and-a-half. Uh, Georgia Tech, a home dog on Friday night. Um, I, you know, I mentioned Georgia Tech's a sneaky team, uh, but unfortunately Louisville's a team that I also want to back and Georgia Tech just makes too many mistakes. You know, I've already been on them a couple times this year and, uh, man, you, uh, it's, it stinks because it's a standalone game. Uh, if I was getting Georgia Tech at plus seven, I'd, I'd love, I mean, I'd love Georgia Tech, but, uh, four and a half, I, I don't know if their defense can, can stop Louisville, um, might be looking at the total in that game. LSU plays Florida next week, which has been a bit of a, you know, a heated rivalry the past few years. LSU also with some distractions with a tropical storm coming in. They actually moved their game to Missouri, which is why you saw the spread 20 and a half go down to 14 and a half. But now it looks like it the, the game's been postponed. I'll have to read up on on, on what happened there. Um not really sure. Georgia at Alabama, that's obviously the big one. And I said I was gonna touch on this. Nor you know, normally normally I would say this is a look ahead spot for Georgia with Alabama. Uh, but this week against Tennessee, honestly, let's be honest, it's a bigger game. It's a division game. Tennessee's already two and zero in the SEC East, while Georgia is playing their first game. Their their first two games have been the SEC against the SEC West. So this game is more important. To Georgia they can't afford to lose the tiebreaker to Tennessee and start zero one in the division. You know the game against Alabama, it's not important. This game is more important than the Alabama game. Uh, in my opinion, for Alabama, for uh, Georgia, and look, Georgie, Georgia, Georgie, Georgia, uh, head coach Kirby Smart gets to go against uh, Jeremy Pruitt from Tennessee, uh, who was underneath Kirby when they were both at Alabama. Uh, very interesting game here, um, and I think you're getting, I think you're getting some value on Georgia, which doesn't usually happen with a top three team here this week. Uh, definitely want to. Look at that weather. Uh, there's some weather issues going on this week in college football. So, um, but I lean towards Georgia there. It's it's moved from 14 and a half down to 12 and a half. I think you're getting value there with Georgia under under two touchdowns. I think it should be more like 17, 17 and a half. I will say this: the one thing that worries me, Georgia needs to be able to run the ball. The strength of Tennessee's defense is stopping the run. They definitely have talent up there. I just think Tennessee is gonna. On the road against a big time. I don't think they're ready for the step-up game. Uh, I just don't. I don't think Guarantano is the guy long-term. I think that uh, he's going to make some mistakes on the road. Um, you know, maybe I'm, I'm back next week talking about 
the opposite on on my podcast. But uh, for now, I, I still and it's not an official play, but I definitely strongly lean Georgia. That wraps up this week's podcast. Again, as I said, I'll be back later in the week with my free pick video, and we will you know talk about where the money is in the market at that time. So make sure you stay tuned. Please, as a reminder, please rate, review, subscribe to my podcast, to my YouTube videos. YouTube videos are new this year. You can you can easily find me on YouTube. You can um, it's linked on my homepage on FreddieWills.com. And again, subscribe to the Premium Pick newsletter. I got some great packages up on the website. And uh, make sure you guys uh, tune in later in the week for my free pick video. Thanks again.